Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Okay, welcome back. This is The Kelly Road Show, and thank you so much for tuning in every week. We couldn't do this if it weren't for each and every one of you, so thank you. Today, we are talking about shortcuts that backfire. Hmm. Yes, my friends, we have to talk about these things that no one talks about, but I'm going to talk about them anyway. So here's the deal. I have people reach out to me constantly that are struggling. People on the highways and byways of social media, on all different platforms, in all different ways. And I hear a lot of things and I observe a lot of things. And I think that in a lot of ways there is such a normalization, if that's even a word. There are things being normalized in the business world that are not normal, that shouldn't be done, and people do them and they don't think there's anything wrong with it. And then they are very perplexed when things go really wrong. And I don't know if the people listening to this show today, I don't know if some of you have had this happen to you, which is why you need to hear the show to know that you're not alone and how to kind of deal with it. Or I don't know if maybe you've gotten caught up in doing these things and you don't even know it and you don't even realize it and maybe this is going to bring awareness for you. But either way, I'm hoping that this episode will be helpful and for some of you it will actually be kind of uh, entertaining as well because, you know, people are funny. But uh, I'm going to talk about three shortcuts that backfire and I will say I could probably turn the whole podcast into uh, a show called Shortcuts That Backfire because when you do things for short-term gain, usually they sabotage your long-term success. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. When you do things for short-term gain, they usually sabotage your long-term success. Now, let's not take that to the extreme. You need to take action every single day to be successful doing what you're doing. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the action that you take today should all be long-term and not be focused on your immediate goals. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's very, very important that you have a a balance of working on short-term things that will create consistent and immediate results and long-term things strategically that are going to align with your North Star and get you to where you want to be. But shortcuts, my friend, they tend to not work out very well. And I want to talk first about brand hacking, okay? Brand hacking is one of the ones that I see literally online every single day. I told Danielle, and I was was kidding, but I I literally said I'm going to name one of my programs Elephant Poop. Because every time I name a new program, uh, for example, The Inevitable Millionaire, that was one of my very recent, you know, that launched last year. 
I went to the thesaurus and I literally looked for a word that was not being used in online marketing at all. I really searched and sought out the word inevitable. And I designed the 1% wealth code uh, because I wanted to have a different conversation and I wanted to invite people into the true secrets of creating wealth and life mastery by following the the five F's that I built my life around that have allowed me to both create wealth, have a successful business, but also love my life. And I'll talk to you more about that in a second. But anyway, in doing so, in picking the word inevitable millionaire, and then also in designing the 1% wealth code, I really created something very unique and different. And it's so interesting to watch as you bring a new idea to the world, how you see it start popping up um, via, you know, your connections, your followers, your your clients, your past clients, all of those things, right? But there are times that you do this consciously. There's times that you do this subconsciously. And then there's times where, you know, you can't avoid using a word because all the words are being used and, you know, it's just things become really common, right? Um, but, but that said, there's this brand hacking going on, right? And it's, I think it's very subconscious for a lot of people. And it's why I want to talk about it because you get influenced by the people that you study. You get influenced either consciously or subconsciously or a combination of both uh, by the people in your feed, by the people that you study, by the people that you mentor with, by the people that you coach with, or people that you just admire and, you know, see online, right? By the way, I've recorded whole episodes on this. This is why I do not consume online content. I try very hard not to consume online content. And I really focus my learning on timeless strategy that I get from books, which I'll I'll talk more about that. But anyway, there's this brand hacking going on where people that are up and coming are basically copying and pasting from established businesses and brands. And I feel like this is one of the greatest forms of self-sabotage you can do because when you're up and coming, you're fighting the battle of creating brand awareness. You're fighting the battle of creating your own category. You're already fighting the battle of noise and you're already the little guy in the big pond that is trying to differentiate yourself from the big players in your space. And this is why I talk so much and wrote the book and created the certification around conviction marketing. Because, you know, I saw so much of this like follow the leader going on and I just think it's killing businesses and it's, it's still continued, right? But now I see people like straight up and it's been going on, I guess, for forever, but maybe I notice it more now. I don't know. But like don't brand hack someone because – and what is brand hacking? It's like you, you copy their fonts and their colors you make your site looks like look like theirs. You take pictures that look like their pictures. You use the phrases in your marketing that they use in their marketing. It's like all those things that make a brand a brand, the names of your programs, the names of your products, the words that you use, the style that you use. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. And I'll tell you why don't do it. Like don't don't stop brand hacking for me. Because I'm just going to keep creating, right? So like for the player that is in the space that is an original, that's a creator, and you guys know who you are, like you're just going to keep creating. You're just going to keep creating. So for me, I'm like, okay, you're going to copy this. 
I'm going to go start this thing over here. You're going to copy that. I'm going to go start this thing over here. Um, you know, so if you notice some really funny and strange uh, program names coming from me, you'll know why. I'm, I'm doing some, some pilots to, to see what pops up when I start using program names like elephant poop. But um, don't do the brand hacking for this reason because your number one objective is to create category ownership. You want to be categorically the best person in your space, the most recognized person in your space. You want to go head to head with the top players in your field and you want to be the the new kid on the block that kind of like disrupts things, right? So when you brand hack an established person, it makes you a second best version of them and it doesn't matter color fonts pictures program names website design launch names like whatever it is you just you people can pick up on who your mentor is by by seeing that right they can pick up on you know who you study and who you're following and all of that and it's not that that's a bad thing like having mentorship is amazing we all have mentorship and it's a wonderful thing but you want mentorship to feed into your ability to own your own unique creative vision and brand and North Star. You don't want that to be what guides you into a situation where you build a business that you don't even love. And I see this all the time. You know, people study a mentor, coach, whatever. They build their business emulating that person. And it's a total mismatch for their desire. It's a total mismatch for their vision. And then it's like no fun for them to run. And they're unhappy in their business because even though they're having success, you know, with the business, the business isn't actually like what they envision or what they want, right? Um, So I think that it is important um, to be cognizant of brand hacking and to not do it because it takes away from your ability to build a competitive edge. And I personally stopped consuming online content, gosh, I want to say it's like five, six years ago now, um, because of this. I did not want, I did not want subconsciously what I was creating to be influenced by my peers, by my competitors, by other people in the online space. I wanted to be able to listen to my intuition and to open up my direct line to creativity, which is why I stopped consuming online. And it's why I tell even my clients, like, if you're working with me, like, focus, listen to the stuff, do the work, max out the program, right? But you don't need to be chasing, listening to, like, 18 different things and all these different people. Um, You can have different mentors for different things in your life. Great. Um, But you need to create more space and create an open line to be able to hone your own intuition, hone your own creative genius, because you all have that. And so whether you've been a part of brand hacking in the past or not, I think most entrepreneurs, when they're new, certainly do. And we all have had the experience of like trying something that works really, really well for a big player in our space, and then trying it for ourselves and having it fall flat. And a lot of times that's because of exactly what I'm talking about here. Okay. So that's number one. Just get fired up about your own unique differentiators and get really, really linked in and locked in to 
the desire to want to differentiate how you're filling the gap versus blend in by creating a variation of what's already been done. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I've had so many instances of this. So uh, I have gone through a lot of hiring and firing in the last five years. I've uh, had a lot of the, the wrong people that I've hired. I've had a lot of the right people that I've hired. I've had amazing people that I've hired and I've had not so amazing people that I've fired. And I have had this trend over the last six months to a year where people come and hit me in my inbox and give me a song and dance about how frustrated they are because they hired someone that I fired and that person came in and just wreaked havoc on their business, wreaked havoc on their business. Like I, I literally had someone tell me like, I, hi- I hired these people that you fired and, you know, they literally came in and, and they like almost destroyed my company. And I sat there and I said, wow. And, and by the way, this is not one person. I have had multiple people, multiple people come to me in the last six months, in, in the last year actually, that hired people that I fired. These people went out, they badmouthed me, they badmouthed the company, they attempted to steal clients, they really like tried to hurt my brand, hurt my reputation. And people that knew me went out and hired them anyway, even though in the job interview, they badmouthed me. Now, if karma isn't a B, right? Karma, whew. Okay, so this is the deal, guys. And, and I know that we can all fall prey to this. And this is why I'm talking about this today. Many of you probably have never done this, but it's all a mindset thing, right? Because when you see someone that is more successful than yourself, and you hear someone bad-mouthing them, there's always a tendency to kind of like bend your ear to it, right? There's always a tendency. When someone's really wildly successful, there is always a tendency to be almost subconsciously looking for what those that person's faults are. Like, it, it's like you could, you could have personal experience of this person that's very positive, and yet someone else can come to you with a completely opposing view and you're immediately kind of like changing your stance on that person, right? And, and that's something from a character standpoint that you need to reflect on. I've had to reflect on this for myself because I think that younger Kelly, earlier Kelly, um, definitely would have been more of that person that... You know, you see a big, you know, person in in your space or in the world or, you know, whatever. And, you know, someone has something bad to say about them. And you're like, yeah, well, you know, they're probably this or they're probably that. Makes sense. Da, da, da. Right. And it's kind of like the the chapter I wrote in the uh, Unstoppable book where I said, stop resenting the 1% and join them. Like, you can't become something that you resent. Right. And if you see someone that's more successful than you are, that's further along than you are, and you hear people badmouthing them, you better believe that if you jump on that train, you are immediately, immediately lessening the possibility that you're going to achieve that level of success that they have. So I've had multiple people, like two, three more people, um, not only, not only 
hire people that I fired that if they had asked me about them, I could have told them straight up, like, this is why I fired this person. Do not hire them. Like, this is what's going to happen. They, they could have asked me that and I would have answered them and I would have told them that because th- these are people that personally know me. Okay. That's number one. But number two is like, don't try to shortcut by assuming that someone who's ahead of you is bad or did the wrong thing or didn't treat someone right. I had someone back um, a year or two ago that had had people that were in my program um, that were giving us a hard time and weren't kind of like doing the work in the program or whatever that were leaving start coming over to them. And initially, the client was like super flattered and um, they were taking the clients, right? And they were like, oh, free business. You know, they're finding out about this person from my program. And so they started going over this other client. Well, don't you know, the same exact situation happened. A couple months later, this person comes to me and says, I'm not taking people that leave your program anymore. Every single one of them doesn't want to do the work. They're not motivated. They're just hopping from coach to coach because they're looking for an out. And I'm like, but I could have told you that. You could have asked me, is this a person of character that I should be working with? And I would have told you. And we have pages and pages of notes. We can show you the history on every single person. You show me someone who didn't succeed in our program and I'll show you someone that didn't do the work. It is that easy. You can go into someone's file and look and see how much of the content did they actually complete? How many of the calls did they actually show up for? It's pretty black and white, right? But so I I really want to implore you all to think about this. I even had someone that knew me that knew what had happened with a very, very unfortunate business partnership that I got into and got out of. I had someone go into business with that person after they knew what happened to me. Well, don't you know, a couple months later, tears, crocodile tears, uh, you know, I heard through the grapevine, they actually reached out to another client of mine saying they had to get out. It was a disaster. Um, You know, it was this, that, and the other, Uh, the whole song and dance. Karma, karma, people, okay? Don't, don't, when you know someone, when you know someone and when you have had an experience of someone, and then someone tells you a story to the contrary, have a little character. Have a little character. Like, check yourself, right? Because here I am listening to people cry and bring me their crocodile tear stories about, you know, (laughs) how they hired people that I fired, how they went into business with people that were train wrecks that cost me a million dollars. I mean, I could tell you, I could go on and on. But here's the thing, though. That's not the point of the episode. The point of the episode is these shortcuts always backfire. And it, it, it could be with anything, right? Don't accept clients that are leaving a client, uh, a person that you know and bad-mouthing them because you better believe that the same reason that that person is bad-mouthing them, guess what they're going to do? They're going to bad-mouth you. Just like when someone comes and, and every time you see them, they're gossiping about the person when they leave the room. What do you think they're doing when you leave the room? What do you think they're doing when you leave the room? But then we're shocked and disappointed that that person didn't have anything good to say about us, right? So these are just the character things, right? And this is why I'm, I'm so straightforward all the time about it. It's, it's about playing the long game and doing the right thing for the right reason, even when no one is watching, because this is the kind of stuff that backfires, right? And that goes hand in hand with taking clients um, that are bad-mouthing your competitors. It's the same thing as when you get into a job interview 
and someone badmouths their employer. It is the same thing. When you get into a, a phone call with someone and they're bad-mouthing their coach and they're so excited to work with you and you are going to be their savior and they're going to pay in full and they're ready for the dream. It was just that awful coach's fault. I promise you the same thing that they're saying about that coach. They're going to come on in there and they're going to be saying it about you. They're going to be asking for a refund. And then when you don't want to give the refund, guess what they're going to do? They're going to blast you on social media. They're going to tell everyone how you're a scam. They are going to cause you so much trouble. Okay. So this is why avoid shortcuts. Avoid shortcuts. Do the right thing for the right reason, even when no one is watching. Okay. And when you see something that seems just a little off that you wouldn't want someone to do to you, probably not a good idea to do it to someone else. And I know that most of the time when people do this, it's not with any malintent. It's not with any malintent. And in fact, a lot of times people think they're being a good person. Oh, I'm going to help this person out. I feel so bad for them that they got a bad coach. Oh, I'm going to take this employee and give them a great opportunity. They just weren't set up for success with that other person. Oh, the partnership between me and this person is going to be amazing because all the things that they said about that other person that are the reason why that didn't work out, that'll never happen with me. Okay? So shortcuts backfire. Karma is real. And playing the long game will never disappoint. Playing the long game will never disappoint. So remember these things that I shared. Don't do the brand hacking. Don't hire people that other people fired unless you uh, get really deep in and have a great conversation with uh, the person that fired them. And, and there's a really le re legitimate reason that they would recommend hiring them, which in 99.999% of the cases, I can't imagine that there would be. And don't take clients that are bad-mouthing your competitors because they're going to turn around five minutes later and start bad-mouthing you. And that's it. That's the whole talk. I will save you so much time and energy and stress. And you know what, guys? We have enough stress in our lives. And the reason why I'm recording this episode is if you avoid these shortcuts, you are going to save yourself so much time and energy and stress, and you are going to have such better vibration and energy. Even if you move a little slower, these shortcuts will never pay off in the end. So don't do them, okay? If you are one of my high achieving listeners that is ready to do the deep work, the under the hood work to unlock the next level of self, life, health, relationships, and wealth, I want you to know that we are now registering for the inevitable millionaire. And this is important for all of my listeners because this is the very last time that we are offering it at this price point. We are raising the price by about $1,300 as of Thursday of this week. And so if you've been thinking about the inevitable millionaire for a little while, you want life and wealth mastery, you want to elevate with this abundant mindset. You want to break through the barriers that have been keeping you stuck. You want to open up your readiness to receive and to create at a greater level. You want to break through. This is for you. 
There comes a point in every person's career, life, relationships where doing more and working harder is not the answer, but there are many psychological things, mindset things, healing related things that you will need to really unpack and unravel and rebuild in order to achieve that next level. And this is the difference, right? The people that we've been able to help to achieve six, seven, eight figure success, so much of it is the marriage between mindset, beliefs, healing, and strategy. And I'm bringing that all to you as your personal guide and mentor inside The Inevitable Millionaire. So you can go to inevitablemillionaires.com. This is the very last opportunity to get this amazing year-long mentorship for under $5,000. The price goes up on Thursday evening and we have some incredible bonuses. One of them that is still available as of this moment when you listen, which is that when you invest today in The Inevitable Millionaire, you also get a ticket to the Elevate Your Inner Circle event, which is happening in a gorgeous waterfront location in South Florida. And that is happening November 2nd and 3rd. Those tickets are regularly priced at $788, I believe, somewhere in and around there. You get a ticket included when you register today. So again, go to inevitablemillionaires.com. You're ready to unleash. You're ready to up level. You're ready to take your ceiling and make it your floor. I'm ready to help you make it happen. Let's get clear on your top five dream goals and let's spend time every single week moving them forward until your dreams become your reality. Go to inevitablemillionaires.com and I'll see you on the inside. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.